Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Rack. You're here today with Spring and Andrew, your favorite sex conversationalists on the internet. Um, How are you doing today, Spring? I'm doing great, and I'm so excited to talk with you today. What's up? I'm having a really good week. Um, We're recording on a Friday, everybody, which feels weird. Normally, Spring and I connect on a Monday, and we see each other and talk over the week. This week, she gets to be the end cap. So it's always Mm -hmm. lovely to be with one of your best friends in the world on a Friday. Um, I hope you all get to see your friends. I know it's really hard for a lot of people still with coronavirus going on. Um, But... But you can see them on the internet. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I can see Spring right now on the internet. Um, <laughs> I guess they all get to see us on the internet too. Hi, internet friends. Welcome Hi. back to our channel. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. There's so much going on in the world. We could make some jokes about flies. Um, we could talk about uh, people getting interrupted all the time and how women get interrupted more than men. And, uh, you know, we keep seeing that highlighted in the media. And now I sit you know, like at meetings or anywhere else, and I see women get interrupted all the time, I think I'm going to explode at some point. I'm just going to be like, stop interrupting women. That's exactly what you need to do. Yeah, you need to um, use your power for good and stand up. And um, and white women need to do it for black women and other minority women as well. And it's all of our jobs to make sure that everyone is heard. Absolutely. It's that whole pull a chair to the table, make sure everyone has an equal voice, make sure that you're letting people speak and don't speak for them. Woof. Anyway, that has nothing to do with our question for today, really. (laughs) Um, And also, uh, everybody, uh, you should be registered to vote by now. Voting is in just two weeks if you're listening to this episode on the day that it's released. Um, So, just, just make sure that you're engaged. Uh, whoever your candidate is, proudly go to that ballot box or mail-in ballot or whatever else you're doing. Um, I'm voting in person uh, on early voting. Uh, I already have my date and time scheduled, so I'm ready. What about you, Spring? Um, I requested my ballot, and I've been tracking it. There's a tracking system, and it says it has been sent out to me, and I have not yet received it, uh, but I'm stalking it. And I mean, if it doesn't come, I'll go on an early voting day, but I'm hoping that um, ballot comes in the mail. That's my preference. I mean, New York has early voting right now, right? Like it already started. Uh, no, it did not start yet. It starts. Oh, um, New York. It's a couple of weeks before the election. It starts. Yeah. This also has very little to do with our question today, <laughs> but, um, but very and, important. And, uh, it's really important. Um, so our question today, it's actually a series of questions have come in over the last few months about erections. Um, so one came from a male listener who said a question saying that he can't stay hard and he doesn't know why. Um, another question came in from a female listener saying, my boyfriend keeps going soft and it makes me feel really insecure. And then the third question is just a general question that came in that said, is it difficult for guys to stay hard? So today we're going to be talking about getting hard and staying hard, and some of the issues surrounding it. This is such a hard question. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, just kidding. Happened. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. I mean, so to start out, um, erections, it's important to say that for men and for some trans women, erections are not a conscious thought process. You can't just be like, bone or go. <laughs> it's 
a physiological process and an emotional process and a nervous system process. Uh, and a lot of people don't think of it that way. For a lot of young men, right, they just think about something sexy and there's an erection right away when they're when they're young. But that, that definitely changes and it's not true for all men. Um, but right, it is this process that we don't have cognitive mental control over. But our brain does have quite a lot to do with it. And it's actually what's happening in the brain that is usually causing this, uh, uh, this, I'm going to not say problem, but this, um, this situation that we're talking about here. So, I mean, that's the first thing, right? Like if we're visualizing this, uh, I can't stay hard. I don't know why. If we're contextualizing that as a problem, then it becomes a problem. And the more we talk about it as a problem, then the more it will stay a problem. So let's talk about it as, okay, this is a situation that uh, someone's frustrated with. So we're going to look into it a little more and figure out what's happening here. And I have some really good news to start that off is that all men at eventually at some point in their life have days where their erections aren't living up to their expectations or their partner's expectations. It's just part of the package of having a penis, that it's not always going to be perfectly erect whenever you want it. And I think pornography gets in the way because in pornography, all penises are all the way hard all the time without any foreplay or any of the other things going on. And I think what Springs said is really important. Erection is about what's going on inside of the brain, right? So there's all of those other contextual pieces. Like, what are some of the other things that go on in your brain on a daily basis? Are you stressed out? Does COVID freak you out? Does this election freak you out? Any of those things, right? causing anxiety or stress could actually impede erection as well. I'm thinking about, oh my God, I couldn't keep my erection hard last time. And then thinking about that is also going to cause stress and going to cause probably a soft penis. Yeah. I mean, and there's so many parts of human sexuality where we're afraid to talk about them. We're afraid to actually, you know, communicate with our partner saying like, hey, this thing that happened last time, I need to talk about it um, and and work through it rather than just ignoring it and then focusing and having that internal like, please stay hard, please stay hard, please stay hard, please stay hard. <laughs> as soon as you have that internal dialogue, we know you're not going to stay hard, right? Because you're focusing so much on it that your brain is going to stop being turned on. Your brain is going to stop thinking about your partner. Your brain is going to stop saying, oh, this is sexy. Your brain's going to go, oh my God, oh my God, worry, worry, worry. And when you get yourself into that mindset, if you're already having some issues staying hard, they're going to continue or potentially get worse as well. Um, so uh, there's a lot of things that can go happen in terms of not staying hard. Um, I know a lot of it is about anxiety. A lot of it is about, uh, you know, your brain. You're not really in it because something else is going on in your life. And some of it is just the expectations that are set forth by society versus reality. Um I know in sitcoms, we see all the time, you know, like, oh, look, I can get hard instantly just by thinking about it. That's that's not true. And that's just not how it works. Um, and I think often sexual men's sexual partners don't really understand what's going on with the penis very well either. Um, and that's because of all of these messages that we get from media, like the expectations that are set about penises that it's supposed to just perform all the time. Um I don't know. What do you think, Spring? Yeah, I just want to make a um, mention of our episode 81, which is why is my or his penis erect right now? And in that episode, you know, we talk a lot about some of the physiological things that are happening and, you know, um, why kind of erections seem to appear unwanted at times. And, you know, this is talking about the other side of that. And, yeah, it's something that is... Um, 
all of these uh, physiological things are happening in the body. And when we have things that are stressing us out, when we have things we're worrying about, when we have all of these things happening, they're all going to affect us. And like, that's what I love so much about sex is that it's holistic and like everything impacts everything else. Right. And it's not just, uh, this penis getting hard, like magically. And then sex happens. It's like everything in our lives affects how we're feeling. And it affects like how our physical parts of our body are going to work on that day. And like, that's why, you know, we talk about all of these things to help your sex life, like communication helps your sex life. Guess what? It really does because all of this stuff is connected. And if you're not talking about this and if you're freaking it out internally, like that's the problem. It's not, the problem is not that your penis has a problem. It's that, and and this I am going to call a problem. It's that you're not talking about it. <laughs> Whoa, she F-bombed. No, I mean, but that's absolutely true. Um, we don't talk about it. Uh, if we talk about when, when men start having sex, their number one emotion, their number one thought, their number one state of mind is anxiety, right? And that's what spring is really getting at. Instead of it being about pleasure and fun and intimacy and exploration, like that's the world that spring and I are trying to create with our podcast. We want sex to be all of those like positive words instead of stigma, shame, and anxiety. Stigma, shame, and anxiety. Oh my. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Um, so Sorry, I totally threw you off. <laughs> no, now I have like the Wizard of Oz going through my head, but I was watching the great British British Bake Off show last night at like one o'clock in the morning. And the opening of one of the episodes has all of the hosts dressed as characters from the Wizards of Oz. And now I'm trying to relate what you said to baking. Welcome to my brain, everybody. Um, <laughs> this is a great example of what can happen during sex. Your brain just goes totally off track. And then you're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Um, nobody can perform at the absolute best of their sexual ability at every instance of sex as well. Right. It's going to be different. And every erection is different. And every sexual encounter is different. And every partner is different if you choose to have multiple partners. And all of that's just part of our reality. And we need to set expectations to fit in that reality instead of setting these, you know, false narratives that are delivered to us through pornography and the media. Um, I think there's some other really basic things that we should answer. Like, I can't stay hard. I don't know why. Um, so if you're stressed out or if you have anxiety, absolutely. I mean, if you had a long day at work and you're tired, that, I mean, that is enough for your brain to say, <laughs> eh, I don't want to spend any energy on this, right? Um, if you're over 21 and you've had alcohol, right? Alcohol can prevent hardness as well. Uh, like there's just a million things that go on that can cause it. And all of those are okay, right? If you have a conversation with your partner, like, hey, you know, I'm not really feeling it tonight. That's okay, right? If you have a good partner, they should say, sure, let's do something else. Let's be cuddly. Let's be affectionate. Let's Netflix. Let's. And what we actually see in a lot of those cases when the stress is taken off of having sex and the stress is taking, taken off of getting an erection, all of a sudden there's an erection and there's much better sex, right? So it's about, like Spring said, have that conversation, take a step back. Um, I think there's a, other, a couple other little things that we should talk about. Um, you know, as men age, uh, it takes them longer to get an erection and it takes more stimulation for them to get an erection. So sometimes this is just a product of getting older. Um, now, if there's a man and he masturbates and watches a whole lot of pornography, that can actually impede erections as well, right? So there's some other like 
external things that we can look at. Um, fortunately, in all of those situations, right, if you can't get hard when you're with your partner because you masturbate all the time and watch porn all the time, the easy answer is, well, maybe you don't watch porn all the time and masturbate all the time. If you're a man and you're getting a little bit older and it's taking longer to get hard, then know that you have to build extra time into whatever you're doing with other people to get and maintain erections. Um, or if you're tired, just get some sleep and have sex in the morning instead. Like there's lots of other things that you can do. And so one of the things that I feel like Andrew is also really saying here is about this idea of like sex being a performance versus like something you want to do with a partner. And so, and something that porn kind of really uh, exemplifies is sex as a performance. And so there is this kind of like, oh, I have to show up in this way and my penis needs to do this. And then I need to like be very like aggressive or strong or on top or whatever it is. And when we start to think about sex as a performance, and we start to think about even like the penis as this like puppet in the performance, right? Like where we're trying to like have it accomplish a certain thing, then, <laughs> then that puppet's going to talk back to you and say, never mind, I'm out. <laughs> and so it is like, it is even just how you're thinking about sex and how you're framing it and how you're setting up like what you want to have happen. And if you're thinking about sex as this connection that you want to have with your partner, like almost immediately, so much of that pressure falls away. And when you take that pressure away, once again, sex is most likely going to be better. Um, so we need to take a short break, but we will be right back. And we're going to talk about some other solutions for this. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about uh, erections. And we've been talking about uh, a question from a male listener, I can't stay hard and I don't know why. Um, I think that we should probably talk about that second question for just a few minutes, too. My boyfriend keeps going soft, and it makes me insecure as well. Um, sometimes we talk about sexual division of labor, who's doing what inside of those relationships, and um, penises being hard or not hard often isn't about the other person, right? It can be, right? If you're having communication problems, if you're fighting, if you're not, you know, engaging in enough foreplay with your partner, if you're not, you know, building arousal, that could be part of it. But I never want a, a, a woman to blame herself that her partner's penis isn't hard, right? Remember, it's not a conscious effort. It's a whole lot of other things going on. And, um, it likely doesn't have a lot to do with you, right? Probably has something to do with anxiety. There's a lot of men who are terrified of pregnancy, right? So they're really into intimacy. They're really into you and they're about to do penetration. And then they're like, oh God, I don't want a baby. And the penis goes away. Yeah. Not the, penis. the penis doesn't go away. The erection goes away. <laughs> that Sorry. would be scary if it just fell off. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother problem. <laughs> But, and um, yeah, it can be really difficult as the partner in that scenario when you're watching your male partner struggle and whether whether you're male or female and you're with a partner or non-binary and you're with a partner who is having um, 
an erection that is not staying as hard as one or both of you want it to be, it can be really challenging to help support them in that moment because they're feeling frustrated and you want to kind of reassure them, but you don't also want to like uh, make them feel bad about what's happening. And so walking that line of like, okay, how, how can I say that like, I'm here for you and I don't care about this and this isn't a big deal and it's totally normal and not make you feel bad about all these things I'm saying. <laughs> well, and also not feel bad yourself, right? Because you think that you're not sexy or you think that they're not perceiving you as attractive or that you're not good enough or, you know, all of those other internal dialogues that the the partner of the flaccid penis may face. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the partner of the flaccid penis, the partner of the person with the flaccid penis. They're not or, just the partner right. of the flaccid penis, but yes. <laughs> Yeah. And so it, it is like, it is all of that being there for them. And then also recognizing that it isn't about you. And, um, and that, that can be hard too, because you're right, that can come up and you can feel like, oh, I'm just not good enough. I'm just not sexy enough. I'm just not, um, making him happy enough, like whatever. And all of those things like start to get, oh my God, now we've got this brain happening. We have so many brains so confused right now, don't we? Or at least two, right? <laughs> uh, so, or, or three or four or however many brains are involved in the situation. Um, I think there's other some other things that we can talk about, right? Uh, sex is often portrayed as that performance that Spring was talking about. Um, I, I mean, I, I think at some point we should do an episode, like what's the difference between having sex and making love? I, I don't like the term making love very much, but the context that we put ourselves in with other people, is this just a physical bam, bam, you know, going to pound, pound it out? Um, or is this something where like we're going to connect and we're going to have intimacy and we're going to share an experience that's not performance driven? Um so a lot of people do better in that second category where you take that performance element out of it, where it's not just a physical act, where you're really connecting to emotionally and physically, and if you believe in it spiritually with this other person. Um, and in these situations, it's much more likely that the focus isn't only going to be on erection. So much of Western sex is a penis gets hard, a penis goes in, a penis orgasms and, and ejaculates, and then sex is over. And that's part of this overall problem, right? Because that's that's how sex is sold. But that's not how people actually enjoy and engage in sex once they get to know somebody once there's more intimacy. Um, and I think building intimacy and connection into the foreplay, into the sex play from beginning to end is what's going to help deal with a lot of these issues. And let's just talk about intimacy for a moment. So, um, you know, we're talking about two partners or more, um, in a scenario here. And, um, and you might be thinking to yourself, oh, but like this is a more, it's, it happens to me more casual interactions or it happens to me like not with my long-term partner. And like, I don't want intimacy, you know, I'm like, I'm just looking for sex and like, that's okay. You don't always have to, um, think about this, like the word, I don't want you to think of the word intimacy as like, uh, this like 
beautiful expression of love. But intimacy is this like closeness and being like uh, vulnerable with somebody. And so this like intimacy that we're talking about doesn't necessarily mean love or it doesn't necessarily mean like I'm in a long term relationship with someone. Intimacy just means this closeness. And so it's like, how am I getting close to someone? How am I like opening up to this closeness? And that is the intimacy we're talking about here. But I do think that intimacy is confused with the word love a lot. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that we're not saying like you have to be in love with someone to do this. <laughs> no, I mean, we're talking more gentle touches. We're talking about like building erotic desire. We're talking about like, you know, caresses and closeness and communication and all of those other components. Um, so if you are a male and this is happening to you consistently and you think that you might have erectile dysfunction, there are a couple really easy tests that you can do that will show you that it is either a physiological, like a physical health issue or a psychological issue, right? And the easiest one is just called a nocturnal tumescence, a fancy word for in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, does your penis get hard? Um, or do you wake up with morning wood? Um, you can just take a little piece of paper and sort of tape it around your flaccid penis, not tightly, but you know, just around it. And if that paper breaks in the night, it means that you get erections. Normally, physiological responses are working. Um, so if all of that is happening, it means that you need to start digging into the conversations. Now, if you don't get morning wood, uh, if, that, if you don't wake up with an erection, or if you do the little bit of paper around the penis test and it doesn't break at night, it may mean that there's something physiological going on. And in that case, you'll probably want to go see a doctor to talk about some of the various issues. And we're at a point in history where for men, there are tons of different kinds of either mechanical devices or pharmaceuticals that are available that can help. I'm sure you've seen a hundred commercials for Viagra and Cialis. Um, those, those can work for men who are having issues getting hard or staying hard. Um, but in many cases, you're much better off having conversations because it's much more likely to be a psychological issue. Are you stressed? Are you tired? Are you getting older? Um, have you lost your confidence? Are you not comfortable in your body, right? And those are all things that you can work on without taking pills or out use, without using something like a penis pump. And I just want to bring up another thing that actually uh, gets in the brain's way a lot of times, and that is condoms. So a lot of times we'll see uh, people getting out a condom and then like freaking out uh, in this moment, like when they're getting the condom out and losing the erection. And this is related to a lot of things. It's related to fear that like, it's not going to feel as good. It's related to this fear of like pregnancy or STIs or even thinking about them because you're getting the condom out. It's fear that like, maybe this has happened before where you lost the erection where you're putting the condom on. So you're starting to think about that as you're getting the condom ready. And so a lot of times we see this happening at that moment. Um, and so I just want to also talk about a few things that we can address, like if it's always happening right then, because not using a condom isn't the answer. <laughs> That's not the solution we're going to go to. Um, but how do we like keep the penis hard through that transition time of getting the condom on? Um, so I think, you know, one of the first things to do really is, sorry to say it, communication. <laughs> talk about it, talk about it with your partner before it gets to that point, you know, say like, um, this has happened before I'm a little nervous about it, like get that out, like air that out. Um, because if you're just thinking about it and it's circulating in your head, that's like, 
opportunity for disaster. Um, what are some other things that we can do thinking about how to prevent that uh losing the erection at that moment. I mean, there's a lot of men who have uh, physical discomfort from from wearing condoms or putting on condoms. Um, and some of that could be because you're allergic to latex. So it just feels kind of bad. Um, fortunately, we have lots of other kinds of condoms that are available. There's polyurethane condoms. Um, so you could try a different condom. Um, some condoms are too big or too small, and those can be really uncomfortable for men as well. So if you've used condoms in the past and it kind of hurts or it doesn't feel right or it's too tight or it's too loose, you can find condoms that fit. There are like there are companies that sell condoms in dozens of different sizes. Um, and something else I think is pretty important. Sometimes condoms have different kinds of lubricants on them. Um, and some of those warming lubricants can actually be pretty painful for both partners. So just be really careful with those. Um, so that's just the condom piece. Like sometimes you have the wrong condom or you've been using the wrong kind of condom and that can cause some of that stress and anxiety. And you can experiment with that and try lots of different condoms at home by yourself. Find one that you know that you like and then take that with you and have that with you. So you know that like when you're in a scenario with a partner again, you don't have to rely on whatever condoms they have and then freak out about that again. So doing the homework. Yep, that's right. I said homework. Doing the homework of finding a condom that feels good to you and then keeping those with you. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and you can do things like practice masturbating with a condom on. Like there's a whole lot that you can do that gets your brain in tune with your penis and condoms. Um, I think something else that can happen uh, very frequently um, in in heterosexual couples, it's the man's job to get a condom, to put the condom on. It's seen as a distraction from sex. It pulls someone physically or mentally away and and they have to do this extra task. Uh, I think one of the easiest things that you can do is you can make putting a condom on really fun and sexy. Like your partner could put it on you or they could put it on with their mouth or there's like a ton of other things that you can do to really make that part of your overall sexual encounters, really fun, really steamy. And if putting a condom on is sexy and it looks sexy and you have all of those visuals that make it sexy and you feel sexy about it, the chances of you losing your erection in that process are really, really low. Yeah. And that is one of my all-time favorite condom tips in general is to like uh, let your partner put it on or to ask them to put it on. And like even just asking them is sexy, like, do you want to put this on me, you know? And uh, and there is so much about sex that we like consider not part of sex. Like we're like, oh, I have to put the condom on. That's not part of this. But if we think of that as part of the whole encounter, then and it is. And if we make it sexy, then like it is part of it. And then it all like flows together much more easily. And it's all just really in how we're visualizing this arc and how we're thinking about it. Yep. There are also a bunch of kind of condoms that you can get that have more sensation, increased sensation, ribs, nubs, all kinds of things. Um, so what Spring was saying about experimenting and playing around with condoms is really a great way for you to sort of get over it if Putting on the condom is the point at sex where you lose the erection. Um, okay, so we've answered the first two questions pretty well. There's that third question. Is it difficult for guys to stay hard? It depends, <laughs> right? It completely depends on the context and the situation. If a man had just had sex, like... 20 minutes before and he hasn't fully recovered, then absolutely it could be hard. If a man drank too much, if he worked too much, if he's too anxious, if he's not into it, if he doesn't feel like doing it. I mean, I'm holding up my hand. I'm just like counting like, sure, <laughs> other, uh, 
There are some men who never experience any issues with erectile dysfunction either, right? Those are the ones that we see in pornography. Part of the reason some men go into pornography is because they can get a rock hard erection as long as they want, whenever they want. Most likely, they're using Viagra and Cialis <laughs> to get those rock hard erections whenever they want in pornography as well. Um, so, I mean, is it difficult? It doesn't have to be. And if it is, there's a lot that you can do to make it easier. It's all in the brain, guys. <laughs> yep. In the brain. Most, most likely. Yes, there are instances when there is a physiological issue, but for the most part, this is this is all in the brain. And the good news is that's actually the easiest thing to fix, right? Like you just need to start to uh, do a little bit of reflection, realize what's happening, you know, when is this always happening? Um, and then start to say, okay, what could be the underlying cause here? Yep. Oh, I forgot one really important part. Um, so, uh, cardiovascular health and cardiovascular fitness is directly correlated to erection strength and how long you can have an erection. Cardiovascular fitness needs means that you need to do some kind of activity that gets your heart rate up. Um, so like a brisk walk or jogging or running or doing CrossFit, any of those things, uh, will help. Um, weightlifting doesn't help quite as much, right? So we know that there's a lot of men who lift weights but don't do any cardiovascular exercise. So you want to get some cardio in your life. Um, and then there are some other issues that we didn't really cover today, uh, like issues of obesity. Like uh, if you're overweight or, uh, or, or obese, it can really impede erectile function. And a lot of that's due to vascular health, like how healthy your heart is. Um, and the good news with most of those is that you can take action in your own everyday life to make sure that your heart is healthy, that your weight is healthy, and that you're exercising in ways that make your body and penis as strong as possible. Yeah. And that is exactly what we were talking about earlier is that everything's connected. So like all of these things that you're doing in your life to make yourself healthy, healthier are going to make your sex life better and healthier also. All right, everybody. I think we're at the end of our episode. Um, so just the tip, which is really a funny pun for today's episode, because sometimes that's all someone can get in if they're having some erectile <laughs> function issues. Uh, so for my tip, um, I think too frequently the penis is seen as separate from the man and his brain. And like it's like this separate part of his identity. I think a lot of erectile function issues go away whenever you look at a man all together as a whole. That's that holistic thing that Spring was talking about where good erections are going to come not only from being in sexy situations, but from having yourself in a good headspace and having your body in a healthy space. So if you can get those things going together, you're pretty much guaranteed to have nice erections that get hard when you want them to get hard, when you need them to be hard, when you, and then stay hard throughout that experience. Yeah. So just brain, body, mind, and then that connection to the other person. Just that, just that little thing. <laughs> what about you, Spring? Do you have a tip for everyone today? Yeah, my tip is to do some self-reflection homework on intimacy um, because I do think that that is something a lot of people are kind of challenged by, especially newer in relationships or especially um, in more casual relationships. So like start to think about like what, 
what ways you like to be intimate with a partner and what ways um, you have noticed maybe a partner likes to have intimacy in a sexual encounter. And you can think about, you know, like eye contact, like stroking, like touching, like massage, like what are the things that like that you really like so that you can make sure that you're incorporating those more often and not just like getting getting to the sex, right? Like how can you really um, up that intimacy? Because that is going to make a really big difference. I'm glad you asked. I like showering and washing someone else's back with a washcloth. No, there's a million <laughs> things that you can do. Um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening today. We love having you here. If you have any follow-up questions about this episode or any other questions about sexual health, love, relationships, LGBT issues, we'll, we will talk to you literally about any issue related to human sexuality. Um, you can email us. We are the sexwrap at gmail.com. That's wrap with a W. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the sexwrap, and you can call us up 413-I-Rap-It. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good day. Bye for everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.